This is CliffCentral.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, as Alan Ford would say. He's not here today, so you're stuck with me, Nathan Rowe. I hope everyone is good, hope everyone is happy, hope everyone is fantastic, because you're listening to The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. And in studio, (laughs) I have people who are thin and fabulous. <laughs> so, There's a uh, word missing there. Which one was it again? I can't think. Uh, it was. It's probably because uh, I am not. Yeah, I'm not that either. Mm. So no, none of us are, are rich. Alan Ford is not here today. He is gallivanting around Cape Town. Um, so hopefully he's making money. At least some one of us is. Barney said sharing is caring. So if he is <laughs> sharing. It's caring. That's beautiful. All right. In studio, I have some amazing guests. Um, I have theme music for said guests. So, um, yeah, let's see um, who we have in studio. See if you can spot this one. On mic number one, we have the amazing, the stupendous, the talented, the beautiful. I like it. Natasha Sutherland. Oh, thank you. Mm. You know Sounds why? like stripper music, this. Stripper music. Oh, <laughs> you're not a stripper? I'm sure Alan sent me a brief. Oh, I'm trying to keep that off my CV. Oh, see, these things have a way of resurfacing, hey? Fantastic. All right. And then, do you know, do you know what song this is? It's beautiful. Thank you. Do you know why it's for you? Why? You don't know the song? I do know, but I want to know why you chose it. Well, I could be wrong here. But I understand you play a character on Scandal mm-hmm. named. Wait, let's let's. I won't say the name. I'm gonna let Eric say it for me. Is that correct? Well, my character's name's Layla McKenzie. There we go. Yes, yes. got it right. You are good. I'm good, thank you. I know I'm Google, good. Google's working um, for you. Google is my friend. It's fantastic. All right, let's see if we can find some music for our next uh, our next contender. Sitting next to Natasha. Natasha. Oh, that's hard to say. Who are you doing Natasha in Alan Ford? Natasha Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, I didn't call you Corbus. So, <laughs> so we're good. I'm so lucky. All right. Is the amazing, the hilarious, I believe. Yes. Andre the hilarious... Hypnotist. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> yours is more literal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yours is less vague. <laughs> but you are notorious as well, Andre the I Notorious am. Hypnotist. I could be, yeah. <laughs> and that's the Notorious B.I.G. All right, so thank you so much, guys, for coming in. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I know our big big joyous Lebanese draw card isn't here today and I know he confused you Andre because he said uh, yes. you know come be on the show and then you saw that yes. he was in Cape Town this morning on Facebook uh, yes so yeah it makes for an interesting uh, thought process it was kind of a well, are we in the right venue surreal yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, we 14 hour drive to that cross. interview Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like not happening. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um, we have a, a third guest even, hey? Yeah. Oh, wow, exciting. Three. He just arrived. I just saw him pop in the window. Oh, there he is. Man of beauty. He cycled all the way here. All right, Good let's, morning. uh, let's get him up there running. How are you? All right, well, we need, we need, we need, uh, theme music for you. Let's see. Ooh, what have we like got? Oh, see, this one's Personalized. a bit of a reach. This one's a bit of a reach. This one's a reach. So okay. Natasha's was vague. All right. Andre's was spot on. It I was think. I think that much. was spot on. Nice. Right. Really okay. So, oh, flip. Now, I'm, now I'm also <laughs> stuck because sounds of silence. I'm gonna. Yeah. No. 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 It's a really cool song. Actually. All right. See. See if you can get this one. It's not Hey Mickey or Safari. Oh, that's it where like I was Footloose. going. Okay. Yeah. Footloose or Hey Mickey. No, it's not. Sounds like Katie's glory. <laughs> I like spot on. I'm gonna yeah. go with spot on. <laughs> All right. So now, now help me out here because I've never met you, and um, I've only read your name. Ooh. So. So you're already in trouble. You're gonna have to help me out. I'm gonna say your first name, right. and then you're gonna you're gonna shout your surname. All right. Shout it. All right. Well, yeah. Are you ready to oh, shout? I'm ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unview. 
Charlie Bougenot. Oh, wow, that is a sexy surname. Hey, 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 hey. Bougenot. <laughs> Say yeah. that after a couple of glasses of wine. Bougenot. <laughs> 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 yeah, sounds great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so yours was a reach, that, that theme music, because when I Googled you, uh-huh. and I did Google you, Ooh. I did a bit of a, a deep Google on you. <laughs> and, uh, Should we be? <laughs> I've, I found out that you were once in a Transformers movie. Indeed. And, and that is the song for Transformers. Oh, wow. Right, yep, so. I'd, I'd recognize that, of course. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yes. Charlie Bougeanot. Oui. Oh, that is such a beautiful name. Thank you very much. So it's I understand, to be here. understand you are an avid cyclist. I am an avid cyclist. Did you cycle here now? I did not. I understand <laughs> that because there is not a spot of sweat upon you. Well, you would have known. If I cycled there, you would have been like, he's arrived, he's about a block away. Yes, I would be like, why is that guy wearing cushioned underwear? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to protect that gooch. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's an important... Yeah. It's, it's functional. It's of, a... What's yeah. functional? The, uh, the, the No, well, that's oh, also oh, the, functional. The, yes, the uh, pants. From time right. to time. But the the uh, the nappy baby pants, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Andre, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, let's get into it. Let's get into that. I understand, Natasha, you have to run off um, after a little bit. You have important meetings and oh, super. famous people, things life, to do. Saving sure. life. Uh, making stuff. money, becoming thin, well, rich, and fabulous. No, yeah? no. The rich part, we... Okay, so it. you're going to become thin and fabulous. Fantastic. Um, all right, so, Natasha, let's start with you. All right, so you're in a very exciting production that's running uh, from the beginning of April yes. at the Order in General Theatre on the Square, or as Alan likes to say, Daphne's Place. Okay, yes, You know, Daphne's he says, place. you know, let's go get a curry and then go to Daphne's Place, you know, watch <laughs> some theatre. Let's take in a bit of theatre. You know, it's lovely. Uh, so you're, you're there. Now, uh, tell us about this production. You're doing Brutal Legacy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a play basically adapted by the memoir of Tracy Going. She bought the book out last year. And it's a story about um, her life. I think it took 20 years for her to finally speak up about the abuse she experienced um, in the 90s. I don't know if people, um, I'm I'm pretty sure people will remember Tracy. She hates to be called the golden girl of television, but she really had the most amazing career um, as a journalist and a a radio presenter and a TV presenter. And it was at the. She was an icon. Yeah, she was an icon. Female Rion (laughs) Kravach. Right, that's, that's that's interesting. And she was at the zenith of her career, and um, and then obviously she uh, the scandal hit when she got into a, a physically abusive situation with her well now ex boyfriend, um, and uh, she's basically come back and written a memoir about that, but in the most beautiful way, because the story is uh, called Brutal Legacy. She crosses timelines in her book where she looks at the events happening over that period, but she also juxtaposes those with her um, life of growing up in Brits in a plot with an alcoholic abusive father. So um, sure. that's what the, why the story is called Brutal Legacy. It's about um, repeating um, repeating patterns and, and how mm. how we so firmly need to look at the cycle and and complete it so that the legacy we create for our children who carry you know that on into the future is is broken and new and fresh does the does the production tackle the why like why that cycle goes around and around why cycles of abuse keep happening i mean i mean we we often say uh you hear about maybe a a, a father abusing his children and then you you i don't know i get very angry when I hear stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then someone will say to me, no, but shame, he was abused as a child. Mm. And then I find that more frustrating in a way because I'm kind of like, if you were abused, then you know what it's like. Why would you continue it? You know, I don't understand the, the you know, that, that ticking over of the cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. So, so do you deal with that in the, in the play? Are there any kind we of solutions to it? We definitely deal with it in the play. Um, as I've, I said to you before the show starts, the, the abuse is the context. It's not the play. The play mm. is the, is her story. Yes. And that's what we are as storytellers. We're not here to make documentaries or biopics. We're here to tell mm. a very human story. So it is her take on it. And I think, um, the, the concept of the cycle of abuse is a very slippery slope mm. because as soon as we're saying, well, if you knew that it happened, why didn't you stop? Mm. We are saying you are complicit. And there has to be a sense of compassion, I think, that needs, um, to be brought to the table when understanding stories of abuse. And that's what her, her book addresses. Where I, you know, Nowadays we can go into looking at cognitive dissonance And all sorts of things that psychologists talk about One of my favorite words <laughs> Anna, so they say that after a couple I, I of glasses of wine I drop it into cheese and wine evenings yeah, all the time It makes you sound so I'm cool like, Oh I want more wine but I don't Oh, All the cognitive dissonance As you can say cognitive 
Christmas and Charlie Bourgeon yeah. on venue. It sounds like an Charlie Bourgeon. Oui. How's your cognitive dissonance? Well, it's uh, it's it really paired well with my wine. <laughs> <laughs> but you 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 must have a little bit of that. Um, with the character you play in Brutal Legacy, because I mean, you characters. are characters. Character, ooh, yeah. are you, are you, oh, you a broken person? Many personalities. Yes, many, many people. But I mean, I understand you play the accused in do. in the story. I do. Can you tell us a little bit about the role and how you kind of tackled that? Well, we're also not trying to lift up and and trying to like 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 uh, like Tash said. Um, we're not trying to tell a biopic or or just repeat history. We're trying to. Yo, how to put this without sounding cognitively dissonant? Uh, <laughs> you want to peel away the layers? Of yeah, we're, we're we're trying to put something on the table that that people aren't used to. If 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 you're not if you haven't been in a situation of domestic violence, it's you don't know the patterns of how this starts. And even if you have been, it's amazing how people say this will never happen to me, but it kind of creeps up to you. Uh, it creeps up on you. It's it's very subconsciously. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not something you're in control of. It's not something you're in control of. Mm. You you kind of look back and you're like, how did that happen to me? Mm. And this is one of the ways that we we could put on stage uh, a situation of don't don't be caught by. By by being blind, by mm. by not being aware of yourself, because also, you know, falling in love and that kind of thing is very hormonal and very pheromonal, and you mm. kind of you 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 get very good at lying to yourself about sort of what's happening, you know, because you're trying to put a, a yeah. veneer or, or, or the old love gil, is blind, lily, that sort of thing, yeah. you know, and then to kind of look back and be like, wow, no, this is this is not healthy, you know, how did this happen to me, and. So playing playing the aggressor and also playing the district attorney and that sort of thing to see what. At the time, a patriarchal society is really, you know, not giving people a voice mm. so that they can free themselves, you know, and, and being in a situation where you're like, I think I'm just going to sweep this under the carpet or be quiet about it mm. because I don't want more trouble in my life. We're trying to give people mm. a voice and we're trying to just give people a, a vehicle of waking themselves up, you know, if they are in that situation or yeah. just to be more aware of it. Yeah. And there's so many levels. I mean, she spoke out and because she spoke out, she was attacked for for speaking out on so many levels. Mm-hmm. She was on the, the stand in the court case for three days and he was on for three hours and she was the one who was beaten up. So uh, there are very many, many levels. She was a victim. Mm-hmm. What he yeah. did to her was wrong. Um, was she complicit? Uh, you know, that's, that's what the, the defense Try to imply, yeah. but what I loved it is, is is that she accepted being a victim, but she wanted to triumph over that by understanding what went happened, and that's what the crux of the play is. She says in her book, "When was it that I sealed my fate?" Because this is a woman who she came from Brits, and she became this single mom who was having an incredibly good, healthy relationship with her ex-husband and parenting her child. She was successful and ambitious, which some people. Don't like to hear yeah. women aren't allowed to be successful and ambitious, <laughs> and, and and she had great pride in her career, which was a, an attacking point in the court case. Mm. And here she met this man, and all her judgments said that it was good, and and um, she very quickly put an end to it. I mean, I think it was five months months she met him, and then the first incident occurred when he um, held her hostage and and and. Um, Rung her throat And then she put A restraining order Against him And then Three weeks later He basically beat her So it, it, it Sort of was very quick I think she mm. She very quickly knew That this yeah. was wrong But it was How did you, you le- How did I let that in, in the door How did I not yeah. see It shows the, the Power of manipulation you know what you can mm-hmm. do by manipulating another person And Tasha is so very very well versed Because Tasha penned the play Ah, oh. yeah. Sutherland. Well, yes. It was adapted. Writer. Yes, it no, was adapted, no. but but you did put the, the the words on the paper in this version, and you did it with yeah. with with your with director. Lissetti, Lissetti, yeah, job. it was sort of yeah. adapted and inspired by by Lissetti and I unpacking it and working through it and and trying to understand what the through line is for the play. And like we say, not wanting it to be a, a biopic or a, or mm. a docky or about abuse. Yeah. Um, it's about this incredible woman's um, journey and and her humility and strength. I want to say self-discovery. I know that sounds like um, something. It's book, very Oprah. Book, 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 book reviewers. <laughs> a journey of self-discovery. But it really is. I mean, it's examining yourself, learning to love yourself, understanding that you don't deserve certain things, that you do deserve certain things and as mm. you learn to, lo- learn to love yourself. And dealing yourself, with an unfair world. Yeah. Mm. You know, because you, you, you read this and what's interesting is how, how angry it makes you. Because you're just like, well, it's kind of, it's pretty cut and dried. It's, mm. it's pretty clear what should be going on here, what the, mm. the, the. He walked into home and, and smashed her face. And yeah. Sheesh. And came off free. 
yeah. even after being wanted by Interpol by skipping the country. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, 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 it's farcical. And the fact that so when people heard this, they were like, yeah, this should be a book. And things that have, that have, that have, you know, it's, it's also a cycle that is, that is continuing. You know, we, um, if you look at the, the Riva Stienkamp mm. case, you know, again, mm. sort of how things mm. play out in court is, and how it's not emotional, how it's just based on facts and yeah. about how to trip people up. And this is what it's, you know, you, you say sure. you, you have one piece of testimony that isn't, you know, rock solid or, you know, where someone catches you off guard and mm. then an entire case is like thrown out because of that. It's, mm. yeah, it's insane what happens and people just wanting a little justice. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think it's what's lovely in her book is that, um, things have improved when she was a little girl and she would hear her father being beaten up by her mother. This is in Brits. She would go and call the police in the middle of the night and the police would say, we don't deal with domestic violence issues. Wow. Now, a lot has changed. But not enough has changed. Mm. Her, her name is synonymous with the changing of the Domestic Rights Violence Bill in 1998. Sure. Um, but not enough is happening. And we know, in fact, there are so many stories of domestic violence that we've almost become desensitized. Mm. And we can't allow that to happen. And, and this is fallen to the artists to carry on it, the, the struggle. Because yeah, the mirror that to happens, life. That happens yeah. with everything. I mean, mm. look at apartheid. It fell to artists to... Tell the story, you know, mm-hmm. and make so. people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and and your domestic violence is not just about. I'm not sitting here as a feminist saying I'm definitely not part of the all hashtag men are trash because it affects um, sons and daughters and brothers and husbands. It's a def- it affects everybody. And it's you're also not just saying that because you're surrounded by men, right? <laughs> and you have fear. Now, this is a safe space, <laughs> Natasha. You can say you can say whatever you like. That's <laughs> very kind. We'll talk about my song choice just now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, yeah, so we're, we're here with Charlie Bougenon and the, the fabulous Natasha Sutherland, uh, talking about Brutal Legacy, um, uh, the story, uh, the book written by Tracy Going Now, adapted by Lissetti Job and Natasha into this beautiful play. It's showing at Auto and General Theatre on the Square. We gotta go see it. I wanna bring Andre, the hilarious hypnotist, in here, just because we've been discussing some issues of the mind I want to say uh-huh. and I kind of feel like I mean I know you you are an entertainer yes. you do this for entertainment you do it for fun you make people laugh yes. but I have a feeling you have a quite a deep understanding of how the human mind works because yes. let's face it you you mess with people's minds on a daily basis of course yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting too close to <laughs> so now does, does any of this kind of psychology stuff ring true to you I mean I don't know if you've ever come across things like this, cognitive dissonance, you know, in, in your line of work with hypnotism. Yeah, you, you see, obviously because uh, I'm more in, into the, the theatrical side of the hypnosis, I don't get exposed to it. But but I've got experience in it and I, I was taught in, in the area, you know, in, in the general therapeutic area of hypnosis. Yes. And yes, these, these play a big role and um, uh, they're long scars, long damages, and they use hypnosis in order to treat the various forms of abuse. Mm. Uh, bad habits, um, you know, that type of uh, pr- uh, problem that uh, can be treated quite successfully. So Natasha asked you before we went on air, she's like, can you, can you stop people smoking with hypnosis? No, not yeah. that I smoke. No, no, just, well, I have just, other vices you, you which s- perhaps I don't want to. You said people. <laughs> like yeah. chocolate, Those I eat a lot people. of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, and, and that's, I mean, that's one of the first things I thought of as well is like, oh, Andre is so powerful. He's like this yes. god that can walk in and just the change people's minds and do whatever he wants them master. to do. Yeah, yes. but yes. Um, but but you were saying it's it's not that simple because uh, the human mind is a complex. The, per- thing. The, the person needs to want to change. So mm. so you you can you can tell a person to stop smoking and it's going to taste terrible, but it'll last like three days. It hasn't got a a, a long life length. On the other hand, if we're talking abuse and those, that there we've got a higher success rate because you. you Using therapy and hypnosis, so hypnosis is just part of the therapeutic method. Uh, you know, you might be using medication as well, and so so you could actually change uh, mm. the person's behavior patterns or make them accept and deal with the problem far better. I suppose it's also because we were talking about it being kind of a subconscious thing, abuse. You know, no one no one goes out there and be like, huh, you know what I feel like doing? It's yeah, just dating someone <laughs> and, you know, smashing them across the face. I don't know if it's a, a, a conscious want, you know. So yeah. um, I think maybe 
another reason you'd probably have more success with something like that is because they they want to change if they're aware of the problem. You know? True, true. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, I suppose people who smoke, they want to change, but on some level they don't. You know? I don't know. Smokers don't, they don't, because they, they're smoking for, for social reasons. Mm. So there's that social aspect that comes to play, yeah. and they don't want to stop smoking because it, it, it throws them out of the social kind of circle yeah. that they're in so me, most smokers fool themselves yeah. they, they well we, we do it with weight loss as well we we tend to kind of say that we want to lose the weight but we don't really want to uh, give up whatever you know is the cause behind the weight damn i was hoping you'd make us thin rich oh. and fabulous <laughs> all right uh, natasha let's just go back to you quick about um Brutal Legacy. I want to. I want to talk about some of the other stuff you've done. So you wrote. The, you wrote this play with Lissetti. Yeah, um, I've worked this play with Lissetti, and yeah. then we're going to obviously carry on working the process with our beloved actors. Mm-hmm. But um, you. But you haven't. This isn't the first thing you've done with Lissetti, hey? You. No, I'm very fortunate. Last year, I um, was directed by her in a production at the Market Theatre called Meet Me at Dawn. Yes. It was a two-hander between myself and Pamela Lambetti. A lovely piece written by a Scottish uh, lady called uh, Zinni Harris. Um, Dealing with death, <laughs> which sounds like, but it actually really was a was a very interest, interesting piece and a lovely challenge to play. I spent the whole play and then realized at the end of the play that I that I was dead. <laughs> so, Spoiler alert! <laughs> death well, it's been and gone. You missed it, Nathan. Well, I'm sure it'll have a comeback. Um, I, I, I I never got to see the production, but I um I heard about it, and when I when I heard when I heard the plot with the spoilers, I was like, oh my goodness, I, I want to see that so bad now. Yeah, and apparently it was a really emotional. Journey. It, it was emotional yeah. and quirky and funny and, and, and I mean it started off with um, two women washed up on an, an island. Mm. So I remember five minutes before curtain call we'd have to climb under the showers with our clothes on. Which oh, wow. <laughs> is a very odd yeah. odd business we do, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and the whole way through, you know, it sort of slips in and out of paradigms. Um so that takes the audience already on a journey and what she's very clever is she takes you through the you know, the stages of grief, the um in, in a beautiful way And then uh, it, it does sort of create this um, M. Night Shyamalan Okay who's the dead one here Someone's not there And yeah. then, you know you think it's Pamela And then it ends up being um, Ends up being my character But it was beautiful to work with Lissetti Because she's an incredibly intuitive um, Director And uh, you know she loves um, Telling stories And mm. she facilitates the journey She makes you feel very safe So for Brutal Legacy um, It's going to be awesome working with her Um She's not here because she's in Cape Town. Yeah, Alan Ford is um, because she's been nominated for a Florida Cup award. This yes, oh, that's why Alan Ford is in Cape you know? Town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with us guys? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to be more award. And winning. Tracy Goings in Cape Town True. too. So, yes. yeah. is she up for a, an award of sorts? I'm she, probably. Never know. She might. Her book is beautiful. It yeah. really is beautifully written. So, okay, fantastic. Um, all right, Charlie. Hello. Yes, tell us about you. All right, so now I I uh, I understand you also on Scandal. I am yes. yes. Tash and I some, sometimes we we get to work together on Scandal as well, which is lovely. And it's have you guys funny. had crossover scenes? Indeed, Fantastic. Uh, where Tash is either sneaking bodies out or <laughs> as one does in the soap, trying really hard to be my girlfriend. I feel that um, has <laughs> changed quite a bit since Kiddio. Right? <laughs> She's, yeah, she's uh, no longer speaking to asses. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I don't um, know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think you. Oh, I think you still are. <laughs> yeah. Pick up on the cue. I did. I did find it funny that at the beginning of this interview, you opened with a quote from Barney the dinosaur, and I just, I just it took me straight back to. To Kidio days. Wow. I was like I was there with. You Bar- opened. I know Barney. Barney wasn't. Wasn't on Kidio, but we had other favorites: Mr. Chinwag, Timothy Traddle, you know, the whole gang. Yeah, the whole gang. No, it's yeah. iconic that do, show. Do you do you ever? I mean, you've done such a plethora of work. Plethora. That's like cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Is a big <laughs> word. You know, sure. Charlie Bourgeonot and me. Yeah, I've sometimes we we have a plethora of <laughs> cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you've you've done so many things and deep, deep, beautiful things. I mean, this brutal legacy. It's a it's a mm. it's a hard hitting. Yeah, production. It's 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 dealing with issues that affect the world yeah. essentially, and going and to trigger a lot of people. And yet, for good. I bet people still come up to you at at Fours Mall and say, 
Um, oh yeah. Hey, hey, do you know oh, ask Timothy yeah. Treadle? Yeah, no, it's, is he aging well, eh? Yeah, no, I oh. do. And and you know what? I've come to be completely honored. Uh, it's a, <laughs> yeah. iconic in this country and it's beautiful to know that there are generations that grew up with me. Yeah, yeah. you're a legend. Um <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to take that, but um yeah, it it's that it will never escape mm. me. I will always be the girl who spoke to a donkey for a living. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is it's only a, me. It is such a beautiful thing to be like just part of mm. people's lives. Like you become, you know, a piece of them essentially. And, yeah. And I suppose that's the way you kind of have to look at it. You know, you can't look at it of oh, I just want to leave this flipping donkey puppet behind me. No, and not at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's you what to, you you grow up and you understand that yeah. that was in your life and you you know surrender to it and and have gratitude for it. Yeah. In scandal, it's wonderful. And hair and makeup, I hear have the hair and makeup ladies tell me, you know, when we were little and we grew up in the townships, <laughs> we didn't know what broccoli was, and then Natasha was telling us about broccoli, you know. <laughs> so you hear all these stories, and um, and and I'm actually I'm honoured. Yeah, would it be great to be Charlize Theron and win awards? <laughs> You know, movies like Monster. No, what was yeah. my lot in life? I was a girl who spoke to a, to a donkey well, for a living. And I that's wouldn't cool. say that's the lot. Hey, I think you are still going, still doing amazing. Yeah, on things. fire. Thanks. This girl is on fire. Cue music. <laughs> so, so now, Charlie, you've also been involved in 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 the world of children in a way. Like I mentioned Transformers earlier. Sure. Right? Oh, now, yes, now, yes. Transformers okay. <laughs> captivated children all over the world. Indeed. You know, captivated, captivated me. Yeah. Well, I'm a children. I mean, I mean, I, I know you've also done, you've done this kind of plethora of yeah, amazing all sorts, you know, work. Like, been lucky. Like and radio, people are like, film, oh, theater, you, TV. But what was it like being on Transformers? What are the robots like? Even though it's <laughs> not, not Well, I, I, was, I was stuck in the desert, mm. so we didn't get any of the robots. We, yes. we, we kind of got the, 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 the coming of the big bad robot, but that's, yeah, you know, CGI is wonderful. You stare at the space. Yeah. <laughs> and now you but want, convincingly. But convincingly. <laughs> and you, you, so you've done loads of things in South Africa. Um, but another kind of international thing you were involved in was Homeland. Yeah, Homeland was I right. Mean, I got to, I got to, uh, pull Claire out of a vehicle kind of at the climax of, uh, of the, of the season four, I think. Yeah. And that was rad. Amazing. And then I got shot to bits. I, I die sure. a lot. I get shot yeah. quite a lot. It's, sure. I make a living out of it. So. You do look, you have a, something shootable about it. <laughs> something shootable. Yeah. yeah, which is probably why film directors are like, "This guy's shootable." <laughs> Cast him. Yeah, this is this is quite interesting though. With uh, Brutal Legacy is the first time back on stage since 2016. Oh wow! Um, I come sort of from theatre. I did a lot of musicals and theatre yes. to begin with, the, the kind of the first decade, and moved over to film and TV and that sort of thing. Just you know, uh, an exciting new medium and a challenge, mm. very different. Um, and it's really exciting to come back with such a such a hectic piece. But it seems also to be the season for that. Um, there's a film opening tomorrow uh, at cinemas called Red Room, yes. which is with Kanye and Bao, and I play a little role in that. Yeah. Um, I. I also get shot. Damn. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you're, you're and, so typecast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and that's to do with, um, with human trafficking and, and that sort of thing. So it also seems to be that audiences are wanting to know more, mm. you know, and to delve deep into these, into these hectic psychological situations and yeah. kind of unpack them for themselves. Yeah. The world, I mean, you look at social media and the world is battling with, um, depression and, this heaviness this does seem to be a heaviness mm. over the world and battling with social media and I think which has a you know, yeah, knock exactly, on effect exactly. yeah we've all seen Black Mirror we know the, but tag the consequences yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Charlie Bourgeon um, try, try spell that as a hashtag um, yeah no fantastic and so yeah so Red Room when does it, when does it come out when tomorrow it tomorrow yeah. it's a story of a, a woman who has this amazing life and then she gets it all taken away yeah, and like, turned upside the, down the day she's about to have a baby yeah, he's on the streets. It's a real. Oh, Have you watched crazy. it? That's like I, Google. <laughs> this one is one. He's well with Google. Sure. You know, me and the Google ability. We're You're the uh, Yoda of Google. We're, we're pretty good. <laughs> Andre, have you ever been shot? No, see, no, see. No, he could no. stop the he's bullet. He's a completely un- <laughs> unshootable guy. Absolutely, he's more of a he's more of one of those no. uh, that Matrix vibe of like zoom. <laughs> he's a guy that will talk talk the guy down. <laughs> now, son, you don't want to do this. You want to shoot yourself? No, like you really give me all your money. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Natasha. I understand you have to run away. I do. I want to have a photo with you, okay. um, and we're going to have fifty a qu- bucks <laughs> for fifty bucks. Yeah, sure. we'll just buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> is that how much a ticket costs? No. 
<laughs> but uh, we are selling tickets. All right, so we're going to have a, a quick break, and uh, Andre is going to work some magic in the background, and we're going to come back, and we're going to find out. Charlie will have hair. Yes, Charlie's going to move his beard onto the top of his head, <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. All right, so we will see you in a bit. And you're back with the unview, the thin, the rich, the fabulous, and the guys who get shot a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. So, Charlie Bourgeonnant, are oui. you from France? Where, where is this name from? Is that, that's not a South, that's not a Duplessis. Huh? It, it is not. It is, uh, well, it, it took just longer, a lot longer to get here. Uh, we're also <laughs> part of the Huguenots, but we stayed in the Holland. Hu- the huge knots. Yeah, the huge nose. Mm. And we just stayed in Holland and, uh, we stayed there for a long time. And then <laughs> my father is the first person in my family to be born here. And that yeah. was in 1953. Oh wow! So I'm only like on my father's side, like so you are second, second generation, yeah, second South gen. African. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're basically a tourist, hey? That's fantastic. Yeah. No, if welcome, I if I go welcome. anywhere in Europe, I'm like, <laughs> what language are they speaking? What's going on? My Zulu is better than like you know yeah. my German, for example. So Natasha told me that you are completely obsessed with cycling. <laughs> you have this it's almost like it's a lifestyle she, she said the way she put it I think was you know most guys are you know staying up late watching watching porn or whatever but you are kind of you know checking specs on bikes watching yeah. races shining your own bike bikes what, yeah bikes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so now how did this is this a, a new thing as well is it have you no, always been a sporty a, yeah. actor because yeah. you know I always see it as like oh you you know to be an actor you've got to be you're the artsy one you don't excel at sport <laughs> you know and you can't choose but you do both yeah I, 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 I kind of enjoy the sport thing I do enjoy the sport thing and I, I've always been into cycling since I could ride a bike when I was little when okay. I was like aftercare kind of did you ever put yeah, a playing card in the spoke the whole deal man the, the, the everything <laughs> the everything you can do to a bike and when when I saw this this like grade one kid which was you know like a year or two older than me riding a bike I'm like oh that's magic look how they move and their feet aren't even touching the ground so I quickly learned how to how to ride a bike and then yeah just from there you know just try to get better bikes and just try to keep riding and that sort of thing and in high school it was transport you know how it is you want to get anywhere you kind of got to do it on the bike you can't legally drive a car you know you can't afford a motorbike so (laughs) there you go with your Nishiki down the road your macro special and uh, then I started racing. You know, my first race was in 2000. Wow. A mountain okay. bike race. And Jeez. I've really been enjoying the mountain bike scene. And uh, and then got into road a few years later. I'd, I tried to, I'd started road to get better legs for mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And then really fell in love with the kind of the strategy of it. It's very like Formula One racing. You know, mm. it's, it's sure, when you're riding 110 Ks. Uh, in, in three hours, you yeah. know, at like an average of 38k an hour, you're yeah. like, it's, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, when to go, when not to, all that sort of thing. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, these, yeah. these legs don't happen by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those tree trunks. Yeah. That's why they always shoot you. They know they can't outrun you. <laughs> yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Bourgeonot, when, when was the last, theater thing you did you said you you um, took quite I did, a, a, a gap eh? yeah i did my first my, my last play that i did was my fat friend with turby crenier that uh ran here at monty and down at theater on the bay mm, okay. and yeah yo no it's been all sort of that's it's, it's been it's been weird to be away from theater for so long yeah, but yeah. also theater is kind of you know it's just home so, so you've been focusing on the tv the film yeah tv kind of and film because mm. also you need the time yeah you know you yeah. can't you can't be stuck in a theater contract of between three months and two years or whatever yeah so you've got to have the time and to mm. be available so i kind of made the decision when we came back from touring um jersey boys jersey boys was my last big yes. musical um and i said right this is conscious i really want to be making so you're a now. singer is what you're saying singer dancer oh, so alan ford yeah. will kill me if we don't Everything. get you to sing a song wow what's your character Karaoke song. <laughs> My karaoke song is Sweet Transvestite. Sweet Transvestite. From Rocky Horror. Yeah, I'll been all the years. I'll find it for you. <laughs> Hello. All right. all right, a man who, who hasn't taken a break from uh, the stage. 
for no, forever, forever, I think. Tw- yeah. 26 years. 26 years. 26 years. That's I amazing. Have aged on sure. stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if someone took a time lapse of you, we would yeah. actually see you grow up. <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. Even the weight, because I used to weigh 174 kilograms. You're wow. Me. Yes. So I, when I started, I was a massive guy. Oh, wow. So even, even that, uh, I'd love to have seen a time lapse of, of my fat years <laughs> and thin years. It shows you what the theater does to you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I would love yes. to see that before and after photo. Andre in a sparkly sequin suit, really big. Andre in a sparkly sequin suit. Really small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you always have you always dressed up like that? The, I do. The pizzazz. Yeah, I mean, there's something about your, your outfit when you step on stage. It's, it just says, "I'm a showman." You know, my my uh, my initial uh, management company that that made me famous, that yes. made the, the brand Andre the Hypnotist well known. Uh, what they did was they they kind of tried to find a hitching post that you could uh, associate me with. Yeah. And that was these glitter jackets. They had these. Undercoats, but heavily glittered. Yes, I mean terrible things. <laughs> and so I, um, it it did get stuck. So it just became and iconic. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And so now, when when I see one, I tend to buy one. Uh, you know, whenever I see any glittery <laughs> thing or any jacket that's completely out of out of sync. Yes, then I need it. Yes. <laughs> do you, do you, I, I can just see you shopping? It's like going to. Uh, H&M or Woolworths Oriental Plaza Oriental yeah. Plaza yeah. 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 Do you have anything With more sequins Yes, yes. Do you have anything A little yeah. more blingy but I, but I almost didn't Recognize you When you walked in This morning I mean Because you are Wearing khaki I, I, I thought I, maybe you I'm were going hunting. Yeah, I thought maybe you were coming to take us for a game drive, something like that. I know somebody said the other day he's very good, well dressed for hunting. No, no, it's a, it's it's a bad choice of clothing. But I do I do explore caves for a hobby. So oh, wow. so there is a, spelunking. There is a, that's I it. know the word. Are you a spelunker? Yeah, wow. a spelunker. That's the, that is the word. Yes. So wait, 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 what does this entail? Does this just involve walking into a cave and walking out again, or are we talking ropes? Oh, small grappling down. Yeah. Crawling in abseiling. You haven't and, uh, scuba dived in a cave yet, have you? No, I am busy doing my scuba diving uh, this, qualification. See, this is so. my passion. We have a cyclist. I am a scuba diver. Ooh, oh, are you a, a scuba diver? Uh, yeah. Yes, oh. I, I live. I live for the ocean. I wow. love it. Okay, okay I'm so you're busy doing busy open water now. Fantastic. It's, so it's 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 still fresh for me. It's something that I've decided to do at age 49. I don't know why that, <laughs> that suddenly became a, a to-do list item, but because uh, you wanted to. Find yourself a sequined wetsuit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so now, so now, um, Spelunky, like, so what level of scuba diving do you need to do in order to do cave diving? Because I imagine it's quite a complex, scary. It is. Business. You know what? In South Africa, cave diving is pretty much a null and void. Um, there's not not uh, that many caves that can yeah. be uh, dived. And, and I know Stackfontein has some scary caves. They've actually lost a few divers down yeah, there. So maybe did, you could go did. find some. They 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 lost a, a, one of our club members there a few oh, years ago, okay. back 1994. Sure. So yeah, so so. It's so it it was more a case of of mistakes than than what it was the actual diving. Oh, okay. uh, our lakes in our, uh, in our caves are are pretty much just massive lakes. Yeah. You can't really find extra chambers. Sure. Um, but but we do play through. We do get through water. You know, kind of get through water into the other chamber or sure. whatever. So so I I'm a fool on spelunker. I, I'm missing. That's the way you say it. Even you say it like a German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a spelunker. I'm a full on spelunker. That's beautiful. Wow, what a cool hobby to have. It's different. Jeepers. It's different. It's, it's the, scary. The, the I, nice I, I find that frightening. I mean, caves. I was trapped in the Kanga caves when I was a kid, oh, wow. and ever since oh. I've had this fear of 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 caves. I, yeah, being trapped underground just frightens me. Oh, okay. Personally, yeah. I want to be Batman. So. So you're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the cat. Yeah, I think yeah. Andre also wants to be Batman. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that's why he built uh, his bat suit. Was for oh yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 tell us a little bit about hypnotism. Let's go back to um, the show. What what you do for a career? Um, so so where are you currently performing? Okay, I'm at the Monte Cassino Theatre, which you just mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the studio, the the theatre upstairs, the smaller Brilliant, one. Brilliant, yes. Uh, Peter there, hey? Peter Turin Theatre, yes. yes. Because I've been there since January. Yeah. And uh, this is now my final three weeks at, okay. at uh, Monte Cassino Theatre. And um, basically I hypnotize people out of the audience and I get them to do stupid things and act in strange and weird ways. And then I wake them up and I take the... Uh, 
money. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds nefarious. It does, doesn't it? It, it's terrible. Yeah, crazy. So now we, we were, we were trying to, in the little break there, we, we would try to get, um, Jane, our production manager yes. here at Cliff Central hypnotized, but it didn't take. Now, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, why does it work for some people? Why does it? Not take with others. You have to be very willing to do it. It's, it's, mm. um, you actually hypnotize yourself, which most people don't know. They, they, they actually think it's something that I'm doing. Yeah. And it's not, it's the internal process. You do it yourself. So if you don't want to be hypnotized, there's very little I can do. And there are several tests that I can perform, which will tell me how easily people, you know, a person would go under or not. Mm. Uh, and what we saw with Jane, for instance, was she was fighting it on, on a f- full on level. She not, is a yeah, fighter, that one. She fights <laughs> everyone here. So she She's probably just just making your life difficult That's, for the hell of it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So she wasn't going to go under. But now, so so you said like people hypnotize themselves, yes, and you kind of just yes. facilitate it. That's but it. now I've seen some of the stuff you do on stage, yes. and I mean you 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 know, you see the person. I've had friends go up, and I know they would never do specific things. Yes, I mean they, they wouldn't voluntarily like if you said to them, "I want you to." You know, do a strip tease. Yes, you know, they, yes, they would yes, obviously yes, yes. like laugh and then say no. Yes, but now yes. I've seen them go up on stage, not bat an eyelid yes. as you speak to them, yes. and they just do things willy nilly, run across the stage like a like a chicken. You know, yeah. um, you know, pretend that the floor is lava and be completely yes, yes scared yes, of it. You know, yes. and 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 there's a difference between seeing that and seeing it faked. You know, yes. because because people would laugh or giggle at, at yes. the s- stupidness of what they're doing. You know, so 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 how does that happen with with the, the person hypnotizing themselves wanting to do it, and then following your commands on so, the click so, of your fingers? So the person puts himself into hypnosis. As I said, uh, it's basically self hypnosis. But I become the external operator. Uh, you could you could uh, literally say it's like a drunk person that's now. Being given permission to be stupid, these people are in a state, uh, a higher, uh, higher active state uh, as, as such, um, but they are in an altered state of awareness. Uh, they feel comfortable doing what I'm asking them to do, mm. and they've got the person to blame, if I can put it that way. So mm-hmm. I'm the external operator, so it's my fault that their actions are are what they are. Wow. So when they leave the stage at the end of the day, they were hypnotized. It wasn't it wasn't a case of them doing it. Yeah. It was a case of the hypnosis and the hypnotist causing these reactions yes have you ever had a night so i mean actors charlie you i'm sure you've had yeah. a night when you may be doing a comedy or something and you you've been messing around with people backstage and then you come on stage and then you corpse have you ever corpse i've stage? never corpsed you've in never my corpsed li- never in my little oh, bit professional um, <laughs> Yeah, corpsing. Ah, it's really? it's a beautiful thing. Not even when you were younger. No, no, no. I've corpsed. I've corpsed. Okay. But it's 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 your. I mean, it it becomes a thing um, where it, it becomes a sport because the the rule is the <laughs> audience must never know. Yes. You know that this person is cracking Try up. Try working. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and you just the, the the things that happen on stage are quite. It's magical. It's survival. It's yes. a jungle out there. So now <laughs> I imagine the hypnotist version of that. Yes. Would be you get a whole bunch of people on stage and all of a sudden they all fight you and you. <laughs> <laughs> then, then what? Then what do you do? You, do you no, 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 no. We 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 get nights that the audience try and hypnotize me. We we we, <laughs> wow. have, we have those nights. Yeah. No, but and I mean, if, uh, if if they if they're fighting you and they they can't go under. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do they? Uh, then then what do you do? Do you just bring up more people? I I try and get more people up. Um, okay. I I have to admit um, to my shame at the Monte Cassino this year. I did have one show where I couldn't get anybody hypnotized. <laughs> I try yeah I tried everything. But then luckily they you were, fall back on stand up. So, so it does happen every now and then that you'd get, you know, an audience that's just incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know how audiences are. Sometimes the, the audience, I, I, and I can hear it on my intro music is very lively Mm. and the audience would either applaud on the beat of the music before the, 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 you know, the announcement Mm. or they won't. So, so you've got a very good idea in in those few minutes what you're going to have as an audience. And, uh, yes, I've had audiences that are, terrible and uh, you've got to literally play it and also the other opposite where you ask for volunteers and nobody comes up Mm, they they just sit they're just not going to be part of the show so so been there done that got the (laughs) t-shirt yeah Yeah, because i'm sure that you get the 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 two kinds of audiences those who want to be like no you can't do it to me yeah Yeah. and the others who are just like no no 
No, no, no. I'm here to observe. (laughs) Yes, and that would be me. I'm like, no, the things you'd be able to do with my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And what's what's so funny is um, sometimes we'd have an audience of 15 or 20 people. I I know this sounds ridiculously low, um, uh, but you know it happens. You you Mm. have a a a corporate function and there's 30 people, yeah, and you'd have the most amazing show. Mm. And other nights you'd have 350 people, and Mm. there's no reason the show shouldn't work. And it's an absolute killer yeah oh but that's the beauty of of being on stage i think yes um as someone said it i think i don't know if it was um the singer of acdc one of these old heavy metal bands he said um you know one night you'll have a shit night and the other night you'll have the best night of your life and he said this is why people keep coming and watching the live show mm-hmm. because, because you never know what you're going to get it's yeah. not it's not putting a dvd on and getting the same thing every time every night is different um even with acting when you when you when you're sticking to a script things di- things differ i know that actors often feed off the energy of yeah. the audience and because there's always different different energies it's and off each other, experience. you know, because there's also yeah. everyone's bringing their lives into it, and then you kind of put it into a closet and you kind of go on. Yes. But there's a lot, you know, it as Andre said, we're, we're very complex, mm. you know, and just little things that can happen, and just the way that a, a, a theater show morphs yeah. as you're doing it. It's it's very exciting. <laughs> it keeps you going for 26 years, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> Andre, have you ever dabbled in mentalism? I I have, as a matter of fact, I should say I am, because Ooh. at the moment there's the, the this Darren Brown running around all over the world yes. making things happen, has swayed a lot of the audience into this whole mentalism thing. Yes, and it's been suggested that I put it in the show, put it in the show, and it's it's something that I've got a bit of knowledge on and that I've had an interest in, and so it's becoming part of my show. That we are adding bits and pieces, uh, a, a far bigger scale than what you'd see with a guy that, that can figure out what your friend's name is. You know, yes, so yeah. It's a far bigger scale. It's got video, and uh, I'm hoping to get a famous singer involved, etc. Um, but yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of the next step in in the evolution oh, of my so stage you, so you are going to go there see because i i mean i was obsessed with the the tv show that kind of brought everyone to yes. the knowledge of mentalist yes. um with uh, patrick jane i'm uh, not patrick jane what's his name i can't remember now um uh, but the mentalist yeah and he okay. um he he kind of inspired me what i started doing i used to travel a lot and i used to sit in airports and i would just observe people and i would try and figure out their story Oh, just okay. by looking at what they were eating, what luggage they had, what kind yeah. of shoes they had, dirt on their shoes. You know, oh, they walked past a freshly painted fence. You know, I really thought I was Sherlock Holmes. You know? So you're trying to become an actor? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I have huge respect for, for actors because they have the ability to, like what you said earlier, pull back layers of people, mm. you know, um, uh, and to, 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 to make complex people. I always say when, when I, whenever I like lecture a young group of aspiring actors is you got to try and fool your mom. You know, your yeah. mom should sit there in the audience and be like, yes, I see my child, but that is not my child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what have you done that, my like, child? That, that's always the thing is you're trying to, you're trying to embody and give life to, to a different being, yes. you know, and, and also to make that, 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 that person interesting and complex. Um, and like you say, when you sit in the airport and you just like try to unpack, ooh, what's that person's story? Yes. You know, what is going on there? And it's, it's, it's really fascinating. You know, you, you find yourself people watching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's 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 the best thing to do, especially in Joburg. When Absolutely, we don't, we don't have mountains and things, you know. So we, but we do have people. We have people. <laughs> we have some interesting messed Woo-wee. up people. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I really, really get a kick out of that, and I think that's an amazing thing, you know, for for you going forward, Andre. Short mentalism. I think that I think you'd rock that. Working with people for twenty six years, I can imagine you can read people like a book just by seeing them you know what it, it, it truly is well when i do the stage shows um i i do you can identify on stage when they come up uh, you know this one's going to be a good volunteer mm. that one's going to be a total waste you you can very quickly determine who's going to be the success of the yes. show yeah, yeah and it is as you say it's kind of reading people just uh, looking at them and figuring out what what you know what their, char- their characters are like yeah 
Amazing. All right. So, um, where can people catch you? So, the P- Peter Turin Theatre, Monte, Monte Casino, upstairs. Uh, upstairs. How long are you uh, still there for? I'm there until the 24th of March. 24th so, of March. Yeah, okay. every Wednesday through to Sunday. And uh, tickets are comp tickets. Awesome. And I have to say, I. I've seen the show three times and I absolutely loved it every time. Brilliant, thank I even you. went up once. Unfortunately, I'm too much of a, <laughs> I was too scared. I think nervous to, to give up control. Okay. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I absolutely loved the show. It's absolutely hilarious. It's, it's not just a coincidence that the show is called Andre the Hilarious Hypnotist. And thank that has been running for 26 years. 26 years. 26 yeah. Oh. Trust, trust me. If he catch was, it before he changes his mind. If he was shit, <laughs> it would have been far fewer than that. Yeah. Far fewer yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then of course, Charlie Bourgeonnot and ah. the fantastic Natasha Sutherland. Who else is in, in the cast of uh, a young actress called Jessica Voliter? And she's playing. And she's two, playing like a younger Tracy. Wow. So there's younger Tracy and there's older Tracy and then there's everybody else and that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Directed by Lizardi Job from the 2nd of April. If you want to see... Charlie prosecute himself, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah, um, that should be that should be interesting. Yeah, a br- beautiful story, brutal legacy. This um, story of Tracy going, um, go and see it at the Auden General Theatre on the Square from the second of April. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. I really, really appreciate you Brilliant. coming, thank sharing you, what Thanks you guys do. Oh, cycling, spelunking, spelunking. I know, right? Um, yeah. Now we're going to have to end. And you're a scuba song. scuba diver. Yes, I love to dive. Ah. All right, so it's your time. I don't know, do you? <laughs> Need the lyrics? Do you know the lyrics? Uh, I do know the lyrics, but but you know, but it'll just, help uh, just yeah, for karaoke's yeah. sake. This one, I'm going to dedicate <laughs> this to uh, my favorite transve- transvestite, uh, none other than the indomitable Alan Ford. Alan uh, Ford, not Tim Curry. No, 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 Alan Ford. He's wow. he's the sweetest, sweetest transvestite oh, you'll ever meet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Alan Ford, this one goes out to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. We'll catch you next week. How do you do I see you've met my faithful handyman? He's just a little brought dying because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Don't get strung out. By the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me Show you a rind, maybe play your side. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, you could take an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Can we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. We'll just say where we are and then go. Back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got cover the flat. Well, how about that? Well, babies, don't you panic by the light of the night. It will all seem alright. I will get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Bourgeois. <laughs> pressure. That was amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous. Have a fantastic day. Cliffcentral.com.